Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched A Quiet Place, directed by John Krasinski and released in 2018. The plot of A Quiet Place goes something like this. A family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that hunt by sound. And uh, as, as we've been doing, we'll do a quick uh, spoiler-free section to tell you whether you should watch this movie and then move into spoilers after a warning. Um, yeah, you should definitely watch this movie. If you have any interest in horror movies, you should definitely watch this movie. It's not too um, gory or bloody or anything, so on that front you're probably safe if that's a problem for you. There are a few jump scares, you know, kind of built into the into the premise of it, but um, it's more of that kind of creeping psychological scariness, you know, plus um, family horror movies. Horror movies that center around families are often really good, like The Conjuring and stuff like that. They tend to be lower on the body counts and higher on the um, the scares. So, yeah, I, I thought it was great. You should definitely see this. I also thought it was great. And as you know, I'm our resident non-horror movie fan. This might have converted <laughs> me to watching has, horror movies. You've been, you've been, you've liked every horror movie we've seen recently. I know. I I've, I've actually, I think I've got to change my um, feelings about horror movies and keep wa- and start watching them for real because I, I really enjoyed this. Um, I think the last horror movie we saw was Happy Death Day. And, and I liked, liked that, that too. too. And then Get Out before that, which obviously I liked. Turns out maybe I don't hate horror movies. Who knew? Um, yeah, no, I, I thought this was fantastic. I, and I, I went in with not great expectations because I thought, oh, it might be a bit of a vanity project. It might be sort of like John Krasinski's you know, new to this. He's more of a comedy guy. But no, really good. Um, it has a really strong understanding of like horror tropes. And mm. I don't think there's any real great surprises in the way the movie unfolds. But the story, the way they build the tension and the way the story is told I thought was really intense and tense and it kept like I, there was a point at which I kind of went oh right I'm still in a movie mm. like I, I'm completely transported into this movie so yes definitely go and see this. It also makes you care a lot about the characters mm. and I think I remember reading somewhere once that like comedy and horror have a lot in common because it's like there's a lot of timing and beats mm. and things like mm. that that you've got to rely on rather than just um, you know other stuff I don't know. Mm. My brain's really working well today. <laughs> popcorn inside my dress. Oh boy. Um, no, I was. Yeah, I'm still here trying to figure out why Michael Bay was an executive producer on this film. But I think it's just that John Krasinski was in a Michael Bay movie once. And Michael Bay heard about it and thought it was exciting, and so he got the money for them. How long ago was that? Uh, he was in Thirteen Hours. Which I don't know when that was. I don't even know what that movie. Uh, oh, I, is. Do, I am. I'm unfamiliar. Also, but um, anyway. Michael Bay got this made, so good job, Michael Bay. Um, anyway, we might as well head into spoilers now because I, I, I it's best to just go in and, and watch this. And, I mean, really the premise says it all. They're in a post-apocalyptic world where they're under siege by creatures who hunt by sound so nobody can make sound. And as you can imagine, that is a good source of tension. So, yeah, yeah we'll there's, yeah, there's the, not much um, – there's not much that we can tell you that the the tra- Tila – the trailer doesn't wrong with me today. Yeah, it is the a, trailer it's a good trailer tells you too. everything that but you need to know before you go into this. That's it, and it doesn't ruin it for you at all. Yeah. So yeah, so we'll go into spoilers, um, so we can talk about it in more detail. Right. Um. Okay. So my brain just went blank, and I'm like, they cast the deaf girl as the deaf girl. I was going to say that as well. I good job. Um. Yeah. John Krasinski thought it was really important to cast the deaf girl as as the daughter who's deaf, mm. whose character's name is Reagan. 
I looked up all the characters' names before we came because there's they nobody speaks in the movie. Um, they they speak in sign language, mm. but they don't speak aloud. And nobody uses names or anything, so it's you know it's impossible to know to um, be able to say the names. And I didn't want to go, you know, the dead son and the alive son. So I went and found out. Although now I can't remember the alive. Son's well, name. I'm I'm so. going to be like yeah, the dead son of the alive son and the baby. And the dead son's called Bo, but the right no, alive never, son I don't remember the name of. No. And it doesn't really matter. That baby was 10 different babies. I swear to God. Like, yeah. <laughs> was, was about baby. four months old as well. <laughs> well, not the, that's the thing. The very first one wasn't. And then it aged four months in like five minutes. <laughs> it was crazy. Uh, I it mean, was, and also there was one baby that had like quite dark hair. And then the next baby had light hair. And you're like, what is going wait, on? What? And the older two kids have dark hair. So you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But then anyway, I mean, I suppose it's expensive and hard to get babies for that was it was Shoots. so many different babies man that was so many different babies for that <laughs> one kid and then the one that they were holding up as like you know when you could just see the back of the blanket was clearly not a baby no it was like <laughs> doll it looked nothing like what a real baby would look like if you held it up yeah i, I have like very few problems with the movie but for me that was so distracting and i know <laughs> it's not their fault but i just was like well, there's no baby there yeah um but like Little sort of problems like that aside, I, I get the feeling this was made on fairly small budget. So I, And all the budget had to go into um, that the special effects for the creatures, mm. which is a bit of a shame because I think also the creature design is somewhere where it kind of let it down a bit. Well, I, the creatures were, so, were a bit they were like a, a lot of creatures in a lot of other films. Like the point of difference was the hearing thing. Um, but uh, looks-wise, they didn't look very different from many, many other creatures. You... Um, cited Predator. I'm not as familiar with Predator, but that sounds about right to well, me. Well, okay, like separating mouths sort of things have been really popular lately. Mm. Um, like Cloverfield and there's one in Star Trek and stuff that I'm sure that I've seen them in more recent ones than that as well. In fact, at the end of this movie, I was like, I'm surprised they didn't try to make this a Cloverfield movie. Um, but uh, Probably would have done better than the last Cloverfield movie. Yeah. I quite liked that actually. That's not what we're reviewing. No, no, I, I haven't actually it. seen it. I should watch it. The teeth kind of looked alien-like mm. and then the head was separating, which is that popular sort of thing. The legs were kind of bug-like and mm. that's a fairly popular thing at the moment. They they didn't look like they, – they just weren't – unique looking to no, me and like it's was... not like you would look at the monster from this and go oh that's definitely the monster from no um a quiet place a quiet place and, and they didn't sound like other they would that clicky runny sound thing that monsters do in horror movies now yeah as well. and it's so you wouldn't look at this monster and necessarily immediately go that's the monster mm. from a quiet place which i think this movie could have used mm. like you know, I, I feel like that John Krasinski just putting his fingers up, finger up to his lips, which he does in a strange way, by the way, could be like a symbol for this movie, mm. like a visual symbol more than the monsters. The monster, mm. the only cool thing was when it zoomed in on their ears, ears. And I thought maybe they would like have a unique look that that centered around their hearing. Mm. Yeah. To make it make it more obvious that they were hearing based creatures. Yeah. So I found that a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Um, it's always disappointing when the monster doesn't actually seem all that scary once you see it, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, they do kind of make a good use, I think, of not showing it too much. I think they realise that it's not… Money as well. Yeah, more money too. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that sort of, um, you know, the, the Jaws thing of just not having the money to do it. But they, they do… Yeah, it's, a much better, it's much better when you can sort of, like, hear it or see it in shadow than when you actually see it. 
Um, it would be cool if they were kind of more bat-like. Yeah. And could fly and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, with the sonar thing. That would yeah. be cool. Um, yeah, but then there is a, that scene where Emily Blunt first goes into labour and she walks down the stairs and she steps on the nail and the what the that bit, like the creature is really well used then when it runs yes. past the door so well. That scene, by the way, like that was one of those everything that can go wrong, wrong will go wrong mm. type scenes. I'm like, wow, the timing of this, everything here is perfect. But also that nail stressed me out for the whole rest of the movie and never came up again. Yeah, no one ever stepped on it again. And it was like, I'm like, is no one going to like at least deal with this? Nobody almost stepped on it. Nobody took it out the of there. The creature didn't step on it when the it came Yeah, exactly. There were so many things mm. that they could have done with that apart from just her stepping. And her stepping on it once then became kind of irrelevant because well, it, it didn't, didn't no, they didn't hamper come. her movement. And also then she went into labor, so she was already in pain. Right, and they also – but not just in pain. They don't sh- – and they, they show it bandaged after she's finished labor. So at some point, obviously, John Krasinski's come in and, like, cleaned it up and stuff. But there's nothing – no infection worries, which to me would be, like, the main mm. thing of stepping on a nail in a world like that because if there's an infection, they've got to go back into town, break into the chemist, hope that the chemist has antibiotics or, like, stuff to clean it up with. Like, there's a whole – that's a whole other – range of like problems that it brings and that just doesn't come back again no none of that stuff comes back again i yeah i i would have liked to have seen like because there's so much of the practical um you know i don't know that they have to deal with so many things practically Mm. at the beginning of the movie they set this world up really carefully with all of these practicalities Mm. of living in a silent world and so something like the nail still sitting there Especially when they're they're such a family of like you can see like they preserve having jars in preserves and they've been like they've had to make all kinds of you know the, like the thing they cook the fish in or they're obviously a very like they've learned to be very self sufficient and like the leatherman tool that they give the older daughter would be a really like you could fix the nail with that yeah bend it out of the way so it's not going to hurt anybody yeah exactly anyway. so I just yeah the, all those sorts of things it, there, there was and there's another one that you mentioned to me immediately the movie finished which also struck me even though I am not like I don't spend a lot of time around children but when they walk back to their house from town their smallest child who is four walks alone at the back of the line of people mm. and that's how he gets killed right but behind the deaf girl too yeah yeah so, so uh, like she can't hear if there's danger coming up the two adults are down the front uh, of the like it just was baffling to me because that's yeah if you go on an excursion that's not what you do and it, it was such a good intense movie that those little details like that kind of throw or they threw me off and they leave the children in the shop with the toy that they told the boy not to take yeah they just walk off instead of like hurting it's the it's whole like if it were you your children you would hurt like one adult would go out in front to lead and one adult would hurt out the stragglers yeah. like that's just that seems logical to me but even even without that in this horror world why would you leave them in the shop by themselves exactly you've got to like there's always got to be an adult supervising them and obviously the older daughter is like 12 or so and relatively capable but she's deaf and also like you just you just would be like they're your kids. Even if she wasn't, you, yeah, you just would be. And also, I mean, I understand around their home not watching them all the time because they'd have to do chores and all that sort of stuff. Um, and, and they probably know the rules and stuff. Around yeah, they knew, as well. know the rules and everything. I mean, if she's twelve or thirteen, you just probably wouldn't be around her constantly. No, no, and then twelve or thirteen year olds would probably in a place like that, you know, run off to a place, and you wouldn't necessarily notice because she runs off. Just as her mother goes into labour and nobody sort of thinks about where she is for some time. 
Well, she, yeah, but of course they don't because the dad thinks she's with her mum and yeah, her yeah. mum is like, I'm in labour. And the, um, Yeah, and the, the so, brother's like, well, she's with mum. Yeah. yeah. So that's not really a um, – No, it's not It's not weird. It's not – it was just something I kept – like that kept on in my head while it was all going on. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I – and, and the mum knew she was upset mm. as well. Yeah, so, so she was probably be, trying to give her time to calm space, down which that. is – that's what I'm saying. Like it's quite normal for yeah. a 12, 13-year-old to – get upset and need to go off on their own for a bit. Like, that's pretty normal. Yeah. Um, that little girl did a really good job too. And her um, – Millicent Simmons, yeah. I think it would have been really nice to see even more of her with John Krasinski because that was kind of the central tension of the mm. movie in terms of characterization. Um, so it would have been nice to see more of that relationship building uh, because the dad spends a lot of time with the boy. And, like, the, they sort of talk around this, right, with um, with the older girl um, – mm with Reagan about like leaving her behind and all this stuff. And he takes the boy out on the, the excursion the and things. And, and yeah. it just comes. And the woman's always, the mother's always doing like cooking and housework and mm-hmm. hanging out the laundry while the dad is like figuring Fishing out and doing stuff with tractors. Yeah. And, 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 you know, building all of those um, cochlear implants and everything. Yeah. And, yeah. And engineering type stuff. And the little boy likes to drive the fake drive the car. Yeah. It's, it's so stuck in gender roles. And then they lose their boy and then they have another boy, like a replacement child, oh. which was weird. I, it, it, that was annoying to me because someone pointed out to me a few years ago that like something like 90% of babies born on screen are boys. And mm. ever since they pointed that out to me, I can't but notice anything else. And they are. There's so many baby boys yeah. born on screen. And just like, like I get that they, I get that they would want to have a, another child. I get that they would want to replace the one they lost. Although like in this environment. Um, it's but, so crazy. But the fact that it was so neatly, like, yes, it's a boy. Like, it didn't matter. It could have easily been a daughter. Yes, exactly. It, it's, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, they and, get kind of, yeah. they go around it because, like, um, cause because Reagan's deaf, they're sort of like, oh, she needs to be protected. And you're like, well, why does, why does the girl mm. have to always be the one who's And she's the one who figures out how to, like, stop the monster in the, in the, in the end anyway. Yeah. That was interesting to me, too, because that seemed like... It, I, I I got I thought it was strange that they don't try and meet with any of the people other people who are still alive that they want to be so isolated and separated from everybody else well because you would think that you would try and work together to make the place safer and and to figure out how to stop them and so stuff. it's hard to tell because obviously there's not really dialogue but one of the first things John Krasinski does is Gondor calls for aid. Like he yeah. goes up and lights a fire. Clearly, he does this every night. Lights a fire on top of their mill, uh, yeah, silo, and then other people in nearby places light fires. And when they go on the excursion and they're heading, and then they find the um, old man whose wife has been killed, just mm. been killed. I think they were going to meet them. Like to my interpretation of that was that this is these are neighbors that they see saw regularly, and that they probably were going to do that. And no. the, what happened was when they arrived, clearly they'd just been attacked. The wife had been killed and the husband was going to kill himself. They walk right past their house. Well, but they I walk thought. towards the house. Like they arrive at the house, but then the little boy sees the house and is scared. So, Which is strange. Yeah. yeah. So the little boy sees the house and is scared, but then they just walk right past it. They're not going towards it. Mm. They like he's trying. Like, but the camera doesn't show us if what they've seen that makes them want to walk past or it's not 
well explained at all. No, so I like, don't. I don't necessarily think they were the going to meet those people. The kid really doesn't want to go on this excursion. He does, which we think is to get the fish. But then, if it's not just to get the fish, it's clearly they're going past this house. Like it's all well, wasn't it's, it to get? It was to get. I the thought fish. it was to get the fish, but then but why also, are they? Why are they come, like? The, presumably, they're farmers. They know the area well enough to like avoid. You know, like that they would know if they were going past someone's house, they would know, right? Yes, I see. I seem to, but I don't think they were necessarily meeting with them. I think they just go past this house regularly. Yeah, but that yes, I agree. I, there's like, you would think that the people who um, like remain would go and try and find each other. But that said, they're in this rural place. They don't know, like, you don't know what other people know, and you kind of like. But what was that for then? What's the point of the? the I mean, um, I think that the excursion, by the way, the John Krasinski little boy excursion. Um, I think he was taking him there to show him the waterfall and mm. to let him like let off some steam and everything. Yes, yes. Um, which is definitely something that Reagan could have used, but it's hard to explain to her because she can't hear the things that are going on around her. Mm. Um, and but he never, the dad never just you know says that. No, <laughs> which I think is a bit insulting, really. But um, the which is why I concocted, by the way, the story about them checking on their elderly neighbor as they came back in my head. That's why that that explanation of them going there would make sense but but no i don't i think they're just walking past it um in fact i i don't even know if they knew those people at all which i think is strange like it does seem like they don't know them no but they clearly know some neighbors because of the whole signal fire thing his reaction to the neighbor and like if he knew the neighbors wouldn't there be more like wouldn't the neighbors have some inclination to protect the little boy well and, and not just that with a heavily pregnant wife wouldn't the any adult neighbours would probably try and step in to help the family a little bit if yeah. she's about to give birth, right? There probably would have been some kind of signal set up and maybe if somebody had some medical training or whatever, you like there would have been more of that kind of cooperation. Yeah, maybe keep an eye on the lights on the house to see if – because I kept thinking somebody else might show up to help. Somebody they knew might show up to mm. help. Like mm. that was on the ba- – I mean, why else would you have that red light signal and everything? Like I just figured somebody well, – I think that was as much as anything to each other. It was to each other as well, but I just thought that somebody, like if they're all watching each other and everything, and, and that somebody could, else could show up at some point yeah. to help them. I mean, it could also be that like there have been more people and they're disappearing over time. Like they It were, could be, I but I mean, it just, it, it seems very, um, it seems counterintuitive to me to not have community in a situation like this. Yeah. Because it's not like, um, I don't know, say Zombieland, where you can't always tell immediately if someone's been infected. No, there's so, no, there's like, no threat there's of no, infection. Like, there's, so you can trust, generally you can trust other humans, like presuming they know about the silence thing and they've survived this long. You can exactly, probably they've survived work this together. long. That's what I mean. Like any any human or animal for that matter that has survived this, survived however long, like a year and a half in a mm. – in an apocalypse where they have to be silent all the time, like those raccoons. I was like, how the hell? How the hell did raccoons survive for a year and a half in a zombie apocalypse where we know that even the slightest sound will bring these monsters on? Yeah. How? How do you breed? How do you, like, I mean, the fact that the baby survived is is frankly a miracle. Mm. Like, we worked out that the fireworks were going off at the same time that the baby was born, so the screaming would have been covered up by those. But, like, to expect a baby to be quiet enough not to, you know, attract attention at some point before they can tell it to be like quiet. Like, daily. On a, like, on a daily basis. Like, 
kids don't learn that ability for a while, like years. It's And even in a world where you're able to train them pretty well, like it's going to take a long time for the baby to stop like crying all the time. Yeah. I mean, I know they made the thing with the oxygen and the little lid, the soundproof lid and stuff for for it, but it was all a bit... But then they carry the, carry the baby all around the house anyway. You would just have to live in that one room all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that yeah, that's the other thing. Which then immediately flooded. Cause, what? Well, also, I see. I thought that was good. I see... thought that was like good storytelling because just as you think you're safe, then it all yeah. messes up. But did we see them turn that tap on? No, there was. It was never set up, and we'd I'd, we'd never seen it before. Or like an alien knocking it off, or something no, like that. Because nothing. I was, was like, no setup. Yeah, okay. no setup. I, that wasn't I, just me. It, no, it was not. Quite, like, yeah, it was not. Do you know what that reminds me of? Though, well done. like, I think first time horror directors just don't remember to do those sorts of things. He wanted to like, ramp up the tension. Yeah, and he just exactly hadn't paid attention to that detail. And I think that's that's you know it's the new director thing. They're just. There's a lot of things that he does really well, which is build up of tension and things like that. Mm. But then there's other things that, you know, we need to know, we need to have those setups and things. Plus it would make us, uh, put us on edge. So it'd be good, you mm. know, to have, um, to be able to see that thing happening. Mm. But I mean, I like that the movie did focus a lot on the characterization and stuff though, because that works nicely. Yes. And, and also, like, I felt like whenever the movie wasn't on Reagan, it was a little bit more boring. Like, she was the most interesting part to me. Absolutely, yes. Um. So, and I enjoyed, like, she's so resourceful and... Uh, oh, and I don't know. The, that, the Emily Blunt labour scene was pretty good. That was really good too. Really but good. the rest of the time when it was with Emily Blunt, we were just sort of waiting for that to happen because you're like, she's definitely going to go into labour while they're not here. Yeah. I, yeah, the fact that they weren't, like, thinking about it maybe being premature or anything like that. Well, see, I is she thought, a doctor? I I don't know, but she, I mean, she's given birth to three other kids, so she probably knows the drill by now. But um, but they were all before the zombie, the, the apocalypse, um, silence apocalypse. That said, that to me, I thought when like they were doing that very gendered thing of let's leave the sister home and take the brother out, mm. I thought that was because she, the sister, would be better able to cope if mum did go into labour. That was my like. I it wouldn't surprise me if that's what the dad had been thinking, but yeah. Okay. In that sort of like, yes, let's leave the girls to deal with the women's business, even though it's it's really obvious that the little the middle boy is actually quite maternal, whereas yeah. um, the older sister's much more sort of um, mechanically and like practically inclined. Yeah. Um, yeah, the little boy seems to um, be – he doesn't seem to – yeah, she seems to be much more interested in doing the practical stuff to – with the, like the, the family en- she's like an en- yeah she's that more engineering like building yeah um those kind of things and he is a lot better at um the emotional stuff and the he, he they put him with the whole final scene he's looking after the baby yeah to be and honest he's really it, good at it it seems like she's more like her dad and he's more like his yeah, mother precisely and, yeah they might have it might have had a good point about that if they decided to make well, one I mean yeah because that's a really common family dynamic and it's often why. Um, parents often clash with the child that's most similar to them. Yes. Um, and that scene between John Krasinski and Millicent Simmons. Bullstrode. Um, Simmons. Millicent Simmons is really like the one where he tries to give her the cochlear implant and she doesn't want it is mm. really good. Yeah. Um, you can see them both becoming frustrated and he's, you know, trying his best and getting. Yeah. Like, I, I actually saw some video just the other day of like a 13 year old girl 
trying not to get her mo- like didn't want her mother to her mother was trying to interfere or put, touch mm. her hair and she was like mom get off and it was really felt very real she's a really good actress that kid yeah and I think one of the advantages this film has with not having having all the dialogue in ASL um is the kids uh, rather than having to worry so much about the dialogue it's a lot more about their reactions yeah I think it could have used a bit more dialogue, to be honest, like in, in term, like just in ASL dialogue, because mm. I feel like they would probably be communicating a lot more. Um, mm. Just the in the like, there's no reason for them not to be. Yeah, you know, there's no reason that they don't like. She doesn't, you know, say something to him while they're playing Monopoly or whatever, because they can all understand um, so, ASL, yeah, yeah. so they could just have conversations. Well, the, There's no reason for them to not be having conversations. Well, the scene where the the younger boy is doing maths with Emily Blunt, like yeah. that is very. That seems to me like a very normal family interaction. We families chitter chatter all the time through stuff, like, yeah. and that's very much like that. And she's even teasing him about his maths and like, you no, know, do this, do that, and then he does it right. And she's like, amazing, yeah. <laughs> and like that kind of teasing and silliness is really normal and you would imagine it would still be normal i didn't think she was teasing i thought she was helping him with no 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 no, that bit at the end where she does that amazing with her face like um it's it's that look of of like look you just all you had to do was apply yourself and do what you learned yes you figured it out like it was it's like it's it's like gentle teasing like sort of see buddy all you had to do was just follow the process that i taught you you know that sort of thing that you do with kids right I didn't read that the same way again. But anyway, I just saw that as But again, being another encouraging scene, by stuff. the way, it was very encouraging. Another scene, by the way, that shows he's more like her and less like his father is that he's not that into the maths, into learning maths and stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, and, but that was like, and he's also very clearly very close with his mother and all mm. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, whereas Reagan wanted to spend, like, wanted her dad to understand her more and things mm. and, and spend be more like time him. with him. Yeah. Um, although she didn't seem to want to spend time with him at the beginning when her mum tells her to go and tell him it's dinner time. She's like, I don't want to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but all when in the store when he gives her the, the multi-tool, yeah. um, she's delighted. She's yeah, exactly. so excited to get his approval. Yeah, it's really um, – And to be able to get something, a tool that can help her help him. Yeah. There was something about that store as well. I don't remember. Anyway. Yeah, well, it was like a chemist. Yeah. The way the little boy was just running around and like they're so careful to avoid leaves all the time, except mm. in that store when he's just running around, he clearly would have crushed them. But anyway, yeah. Um, I think the practicalities of this quiet place world would just negate a lot of the stuff that actually happens in the movie. But <laughs> it, I don't know, it feels kind of mean to pick on all those things because right. the movie does such a good job of trying to set it all up and also like well, yeah, it does such a good job of building the tension, especially in that that prank, that um, labor scene where mm. Emily Blunt is like acting her heart out, oh trying to show like herself in labor and all the pain without being able to make any of the noises mm. and all that sort of stuff. And um, it's just a really, really good scene. Oh yeah, the whole thing. Um, and I, I think it it just does. I like the the things we have are like nitpicks. It's like detail, little details that went wrong with it as a whole. The film does a really good job of creating a feeling mm. and taking you on a journey. Part of the the reason is that that pre credits setup scene. I think I thought that was done really well. Like obviously no words, and the whole chemist scene very effectively sets up all the things you can and can't do, like lifting a jar of pills off the mm. shelf. You've got to do it really carefully, and toys and batteries and all that sort of thing. Like really clearly and easily sets all that up and we never we never see the world outside of what it's like post-apocalypse mm. like we never I mean, there's no flashbacks there's no like setup of them being 
back in the pre-whatever days. Mm. It's just you're into the world and then pretty much from then on you're almost entirely within their little farm area. Like it's a very contained piece. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's all really – like to be able to build all that tension with that kind of – and with the small cast is a really good thing mm. with the limited setting and everything. Um, it just – it does seem really strange to me that they're so isolated. Like, yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah. And, and yeah, maybe somebody else has already figured this out and because they're so isolated from everybody, they don't learn about it. No. You know, if they tried to communicate a little more. Like there's, um, there's so many ways that you can communicate without making sound. Hmm. They could do like um, like SOS, um, what is it, Morse code to each other across the farms, yeah. like just with lights, you know. Mm. There's lots of things that they could do. Plus they clearly had electricity. Yeah. So there's lots of things they could do with that too. Yeah, or just like, yeah. Where's the electricity coming from? I'm interested Do they have in a that. generator? Well, but generators are hugely noisy. Yeah, it seems like noise that is ongoing and never stops is something that yeah, the, it's like white noise background and they yeah. don't notice it. Yeah, or they do notice it, but they they like us would tune that out. Yes, and they I feel it probably avoid those places as well. Right, but we never hear a generator. Everything is so silent. No, but there's still electricity. So is there like are electricity well, plants still running? Do people work there? Because if they don't work there, they're not going to keep running, are they? Well, that's – yeah, that's right. Like, there's so much infrastructure that still exists in this world and yet all this other stuff doesn't still exist in this world. Why is that? Yeah, right? Like, oh, no, if you I'm still got, again. Like, if you've still got electricity, then why don't you also have internet and phone lines? Right, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. You would probably like, still have an internet connection if you still have electricity. Well, yes, but but – not even that, you would still have the phone lines, which can operate independent of electricity. And if you have electricity, you can charge your phone. Mm. So you'd be able to text message people, put your phone on silent all the time and be able to communicate great with other people. Yes. There's, there's yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, you can't, you can't like dig into the nits of this too much because it is really so much fun to watch. It's such a good movie. And then like... It just sort of also generates all these dumb questions about silly little bits of detail they didn't think through. It it just um yeah, there could be other I just feel like there's other elements of this <laughs> of the apocalypse. If it's only creatures that hunt by sound and people figured that out still quickly enough to have newspapers printed about it, uh. which would probably be noisy and kill all the people that you, made the newspaper and then you wouldn't be able to deliver it. Um <laughs> yeah, and the fact that he has like paper newspapers. In, yeah, and it's and meant it, to be 2020, 2021, yeah. yeah. So clearly the apocalypse happened in around 2018, mm. 2019, right? Yeah. Like, so. Well, no, the weird, the little, we can date it to the little boy dies on day 89, which is yeah. in 2020. So. Oh, right. Yeah. So it was. So, and, and it appears to be autumn 2020. So it probably happened mid 2020. Yes. I'm bad at maths. I had to like convert for Northern Hemisphere with the days, seasons. With the days, I was like, I don't know when this is. Well, like, well, because I was, because I, I knew she was pregnant in the movie, and I was like, when she was at the in the beginning scene when she walked, I was like, is that pregnant or does she just have a bulky jacket on? And that, but then it was like day eighty nine, and then day four hundred and seventy two, and I'm like, okay, no, no, that that's a, more than a year later. She's clearly gotten pregnant since then. Yeah. Um. Which, yeah. like, again, that because. That's another thing that would make – like it would make sense if you were pregnant when it all happened and then you gave birth, but there's probably not that many people deliberately getting pregnant afterwards. But anyway, 
Well, whether or not it was deliberate, I mean, no, we but, don't know. And yes, and who knows what options you have for contraception when you you have they to must break have into them, a. Right? Well, I mean, it's only for, it's only sort of six months in, so there'd still be like packets of condoms in date, and and a chemist like that, there's probably birth control pills and yeah. like all that sort of thing. But I mean, you probably are going for the important stuff like antibiotics and medicine for the kids, and you know, like. Yeah, that was interesting too. I thought the kid was going to like be consistently well, sick or well, something that, like yeah, that. Yeah, I thought that medicine thing was going to come back like or we were going to have it explained like he cut himself and they needed to go in there and get like an antibiotic for him. So No, he, this movie doesn't like explaining things. No, it it's just about building tension and being scary and yeah, making yeah. you scared of making noises afterwards and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was really good. It was a very quiet cinema well, apart from the two old blokes having a loud conversation next to us. Like – we were quite. I didn't hear them. I don't think, or I didn't notice. They them. were just talking in normal register. It was they didn't walk until after the credits. I think they missed some of it. Anyway, but um, like I I noticed like we were quiet, especially at the start. Like we were eating our popcorn really quietly. And you have to try and be quiet. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you're going to disturb it, the people around you. It makes you um, it it really makes you think about all the noises that you make. Yes. Yeah. Um. But it also made me think about all the noises that we make in terms of like yeah. The movie and well, just like doing things. Like, there's a point where um, John Krasinski's down in his study and he's flipping through a notebook and moving papers around. I'm like, that's noisy. Yeah, but he's downstairs and it probably he's isn't. In the sound, probably down yeah. in the soundproof room. But like, he, uh, and you sort of, but it makes every single sound you suddenly start hearing. Yes, that's the thing. Also, like, how much noise is permissible was not no. clearly established. No, because um, they often, when they talk to each other in sign language, will whisper the words. Yeah. I feel like the movie could have maybe done with expanding its timeline a little bit because there's so much that happens so quickly. Like the guys, as they're walking past the old people and they get attacked and all that mm. sort of stuff. Like it seems like the movie's trying to imply that suddenly a whole bunch of the creatures came down on the area where they were. Yes. At exactly the same time as the fishing expedition, the birth and... Reagan running away, there also happened to be a convergence of all the monsters on the area that they were in. Yeah. Um, but it's not made clear. Yeah. Like that's – because don't they do the signal and then that nobody responds? Yeah, the kids so do. Yeah. do. Does that mean that all the people in the area have died? Have died now, yeah. But that, Why that's, did they all die? Well, that's why I thought at least one of the other people in the area was the guy, the old, guy, old couple on the farm. Because then they, they wouldn't respond, but then clearly other farms have also not responded. So they're not. Yeah. But then also, like when John Krasinski does it, it's like dusk. But when the kids do it, it's the full on middle of the night. So, I mean, they can't all be oh, sitting yeah. out Maybe on top. they're all just sleeping. They can't, they, they can't all be sitting out on top of their silos all night long yeah. to light the signal fire. Maybe they're all just asleep. It could be. Yeah. Also, I would have liked to see them like all go to bed or something like that because – Mm. It's were they all living anyway? What if one of them sleep talks or snores? You know, like all that sort of stuff would have been interesting. Yeah, I feel like there was, they already in, have. The I feel like there was a basement. bit in the trailer where somebody has to sneeze as well. That didn't. I don't remember that. But maybe I'm just. I sneezed in the middle of the movie. Yeah. I was like, no sneezing in the quiet place. Well, I, yeah, yeah. Like I sort of seemed to. But maybe it was just the um. They showed you the lead up to the um, the rocket scene or something. Yeah. And it, yeah, but anyway. Um, that that was what I thought. I did um also notice this movie had a female cinematographer, which is pretty rare. Oh, that's nice, Charlotte something. Um, yeah, which I thought it was quite like in terms of technically, it actually looked quite good. It was a very sort of unified aesthetic. Yeah, 
No, it did. It looked really good. And there was a very um, <laughs> the farmy aesthetic extended to everything. Yeah, yeah. Know? It was very Days of Heaven, wasn't it? Yes. Um, yeah, exactly. And um, how can they have so much corn? How do they get it all? Do they just go out and farm it well, all? Well, there's a huge corn field I right know. there. They run through it. Yeah. Like they're they're picking it all themselves and everything. Uh, yeah, and then like, and it's get ending up like they can't run a tractor. So how no. does it? Or is this like the remains of the corn stores from the year before? Well, it's got to be like a long, much longer than that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's right. Like so many practical questions. <laughs> Why did the kids? Yeah, the the kids when they were drowning in the corn, but then immediately fell back into the corn and weren't drowning. Yeah, I don't. Was know. also a weird thing. Yeah. Um, like, how did they figure that out? Anyway. This is the sort of thing that happens often, fairly often in horror movies. But yeah, the I don't know. I've been picking it apart because I was thinking about all this stuff while I was watching the movie, like all these practical. Yeah, no, me too. I, I did the same thing, but at the same time, I, on another level, I was also like completely into it. Oh yeah, but I found it really fun. Mm. I don't know how many other movies I've seen that started with a child dying that I thought were fun, but mm. um, oh, also they they foreshadowed um, John Krasinski dying so hard. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was like, she was like, you have to protect them. I'm like, he's definitely going to die well, protecting them now. Also, you when, did this. When the ki- well, she, no, when the ki- they go off on the excursion, your dad will always be there to protect you. Always. I'm like, you don't say that. Come on. I don't think she says be there to protect you. I think she just says protect you. But well, yeah. he will always protect you. Yeah. Like, you don't say that. You can't say that. No. Um. It was Yeah, that sort of stuff made the, very clear that he was going to die. Yeah. Um. But I loved the ending, too. Then, like, when, they st- then, when they're getting ready to, like kill them all that was great yeah with the the um the cochlear implant that like freaks them out yeah yeah that worked really really well and and when he did die he earned his death and it was good oh yeah you know, definitely saving the kids and it it, it 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 actually did bring back like little details from before like the car and the mm. um the old man screaming and the the car which then made no noise apparently as it no, drove back into but- the it doesn't work. The car doesn't work. They didn't start the car. It just rolled down the hill. They just put it in um, neutral, like out of gear and into How neutral. How did it get it all the way the, into the house then? They dropped the handbrake. and Oh, I don't know. Like it clearly – I don't think it got into the house. It, it got, went – It went. we saw a long shot of it like Coming down the to, road, yeah. yeah. So it just happened so, to be positioned perfectly to roll down the road to the house. Well, once the car's in neutral, you can steer with the steering column and no engine – like but it was gravity, sh- uh, not gra- like it would stop. Well, gravity got it down onto the road and yes. they probably only got as far as the house. We don't actually see where it stops. It only gets them towards the house. Uh, okay. Yeah, I know. That's again, very it, convenient it, then. Again, very not not very well explained and like. No, because I thought they'd driven I thought the kid had driven it to the house. No, it had rolled down a hill enough to get it momentum going. Um, oh. I don't think the car worked. I think he was just, yeah. Well, I didn't think the car yeah, would work either, yeah. but then they seemed to drive it into the house. So, yeah, like you can definitely, like, yeah, <laughs> someone who once parked on a hilly driveway in neutral, you, you can, the car will oh, roll. Oh, yeah, I've done that too. But, I, yeah, my car has rolled too, but like, yeah, I one time my car rolled down into a tree, but there were almost no marks on it, so it was fine. It was like, <laughs> like a week after I got my peas, I think. Yes, it will roll. I just, it, it looked like they drove it. Well, he he steered it. Yes, definitely but also he steered like, it, and he and it was on a hill. They did set up that the car was like on a bit of a hill, right? But it was a hill that had like big grass all over it, right? Yeah, yeah. And but when, they, what I don't know is how they what what actually gave him the push to get going. Was it the monster? Was it like nothing? Had, did yeah, 
he just took the handbrake off and I guess they just rolled, rolled conveniently because they definitely but, rolled down a like yeah down a driveway you a know. Ro- or a driveway or a road towards the house which yeah, yeah. is yeah. crazy convenient mm-hmm. like if it just got them away from the the monster far enough that they could then run back themselves yeah. I would buy that but the fact that they like she came out towards the car and it was going towards her it looked like it was driving it. Yeah. Not, like, no, and, you but know. he was steering, not yet. He was. But even a car that's stuff. rolling surely would make noise. Yes, probably it would. It would make like crunching noises. They're big, heavy things. It's not like mm. people walking barefoot down a road. Anyway. <laughs> like that would make more noise than whatever they did in the basement the, the to attract the monster I in the end. I want to know is, this is another thing about the barefoot bit. Like they're in upstate New York, which gets really cold in the winter yeah. like they would have to put socks on in winter they would have to or else they'd they'd lose toes to frostbite lose their feet i would assume that they put socks on in winter yeah anyway all these questions that i had um i still don't understand why, why reagan was like sleeping on the ground in the middle of a cornfield in that part i thought because in the trailer it looked behavior. like she'd been knocked out yeah and then she woke up i feel like that's just like it's pretty boring and she doesn't have a phone anymore and she's just like chilling out she could she's have a, a phone she's a teenager there's she no can... reason why she couldn't have a phone right. they have charges she's there's no reason why like, they couldn't have ipads and phones and all i yeah. mean they listen but that to music. kind of like hiding out in a place where no one can find you especially when you're a tween in, when you're a tween in like the real world with connections and like you know people around you and stuff you want to get away from people and like go and hide out and yes so I'm sure. But she's again, not coming away from people and hiding out. She's gone out with her mother to farm. Well, you, and your mother's doing something, and she's just like not doing anything. Yeah, I know. It just, again, that feels like very like she teenage felt, behavior to me. It's not, but it's not setting up anything, or it's not. It's not. It's just so no they can reason do, for it, it. Well, I think it's so that they can. I don't think that that's the first scene where they properly show that she's deaf. So they set up the hearing, like they show the hearing aid, but they. That scene sets up how the hearing aid works and what it sounds like for her. Yes, it does. Yeah. But she wakes up from a dream where she saw her brother die, right? Well, that's, that's what's just implied. Like, yeah, but that's just because they're all traumatized. Yes, I know. It just seems it so that means that and she'd she just gone so to lie down and fall asleep in the middle of a cornfield just to set up a shot, which is it it isn't that it's like not I, I see I don't I, I feel like that's the kind of thing that sh- the kids would do they'd wander off and chill out in the cornfield for a bit just because they'd be bored be yes. so bored right I just don't it to me that's just like it was just to establish that time jump and stuff and with a lot of as, as with a lot of other things in this movie it's just to look cool and set up a time sound jump and cool and sound cool and it doesn't do anything it doesn't give us any like you know, there's no reason for her to be doing that. There's not a – yeah. No. Because in the trailer it definitely made it look like there was something scary had happened to her, like she'd been knocked out or something, right. and then she woke up in the middle of a cornfield and it was all scary. No. But in the movie it just doesn't have any scary thing impact. A dream, yeah. There's no impact to that. Mm. There's no reason for that. It's just, you know, there. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Um, oh, God, we've been talking about this for ages. <laughs> I, yeah, but I feel like uh, – None of, none of what I've said has been very good or interesting. Well, we just, just keep getting s- stuck on details, which is just like seems to be the whole thing here. Like as a, as a whole experience, it was fine, but then it just kind of like all these little details trip it up. Yeah, the problem with us is that we think about our movies too hard and so we've kind of – I've kind of ruined this for myself instead of just – because I did really enjoy it when I was watching mm. it and the ten- build of tension is scary and everything. Um, 
Yeah. I just don't know how much it has to say or anything like that. Like, it's just kind of well-made and good and fun. Yeah. As a scary movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. With good performances in it and everything. Mm. And the concept's great. Yes. Oh, it's a great horror concept. Yeah. Like, in all those scenes where you can't make any noise, it's so tense, you know. Uh, but it's also, like, a really fun, exciting tense. Well, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no. and it's Not, like, such... that queasy feeling that you get sometimes. It, 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 it's funny, though, and it feels original. Like, the concept feels very original. And there's so many places you could go with it. Like, I was mm. like, well, what would happen if you had a dog, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, I was just like, no, that's not going to last. That's not going to no, happen. No, definitely the dog would die. Um, <laughs> but that t- simple premise... That, like that's just perfect way of, of sucking an audience in yes exactly and it is so tense and so well made like if the whole movie was like those you know the labor scene and things like that that's yeah. all so good yes. um and oh yeah the, you know when they listen to music as well because mm, yeah. she listens to music on iphone headphones so i was like yes she must well, have, have an ipod or something somewhere so they could still have – and they could still play games on devices and things. They just have to have the yeah, sound off all the yeah, time and, and everything. Yeah, like, internet-connected games, yeah. But it seems like they don't want to do any of that stuff because of the possibility of noise. Uh, it's quite strange. There are just things that they maybe, seem maybe, to be doing that were unnecessarily difficult. I mean – and They made it unnecessarily difficult for themselves. Like, I was just thinking, like, there's probably whole cities that are just, like, quiet now. Yeah, it would be. You know, everybody is just quiet and going quietly about their business. Everybody learns how to speak ASL and they all just yeah, quietly live their lives. Right. And I mean, like, it's possible that if, they, if they're if they on, like, solar power, like they've got solar panels and a battery that does their – that's how they power themselves, that there's only limited electricity and they can only charge so much of their phones and all that. It's possible. It doesn't – Kind of thing. There's nothing that indicates that. No, and it does flicker it, every time that the, that the monsters yeah. are coming near, which is like, why? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But – that seemed to be indicating a frequency thing, yeah. but I was like, I don't know if that would necessarily affect the lights, but sure. Well, um, it's just so we could have the horror atmosphere, let's be real. Yes, it is. It's so that they could, yeah, exactly. The lights flicker because it's scary. Like, and that's like, it. Down in the um in the basement where, where he's left Emily Blunt and the newborn baby, like there are candles so that we can have the atmosphere of the flood happening and the candles all being like Yeah, um, they could have had put out electricity. They could easily there. have had yeah. Or battery powered lights. lights. And they they actually, with the kids playing Monopoly, they knock over like a hurricane lamp. Yes. Yeah. Which so is a, which is it, actually really unnecessary because there's lighting all around them. It's in it's in the daytime. Oh no, it's at no, night. It's night. But it's um yeah. So I, it makes me feel like there is whatever electricity there is is very small or battery operated or you know generator operated or. It'd be good like if that. we knew those sorts of things. It would be really good because it would make for a much better. It would mean that you don't spend this great experience or afterwards asking all these questions yes well i mean maybe we're not supposed to it's just how i do movies think about movies it's like how does this work and how does that work and the movie doesn't have time to explain all of those things and also keep it relatively short yeah and because it's so transporting when it like it really takes you into that world and you Mm. really feel like you're part of this family you kind of want to know the answers to all those things yeah yeah exactly and the first time they talk it feels so freeing and all that sort of stuff that's really yeah interesting and really cool yeah but yeah i also like that the the girl who is deaf is like the hero and her you know disability doesn't actually limit her it just limits how everybody else thinks about her and all that sort of stuff yeah like she does fine without being able to hear yeah um so it's only because she's able to hear she's not able to hear that they've survived as long as they have and they figure out a way of defeating the creatures 
Like, yes. That family probably was in an, at an advantage because they were all able to speak ASL to one another before this happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it like, pro- imagine trying to learn that, you know, on top of everything else. Yeah. So her disability helped. That's right. It's an advantage. Being a disadvantage, which was really good. It handled disability really well. Yeah. Which is nice to see. That doesn't often happen in movies. It does not. Um, I know that there's another horror movie about a deaf woman who is targeted by like a stalker in her house as well. Uh. And, um, yeah. Played by a deaf actress or? I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, right. Um, I, I've seen a couple trailers for it and I know that it exists. Right. Um, which is a movie. Yeah, it is just, and it's just a home invasion movie. He comes into a house and she has to try and stop him from mm-hmm. killing her or whatever it is that he's doing because really it seems like he could do that pretty quickly. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a home invasion movie where she can't hear. So that's kind of the. The premise for that one. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Um, no, that's right. Do you I think John Krasinski did a good job on his, you know, his it, as a direct first-time director of a horror movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, he made another feature that no one saw a couple of years back, a rom-com by the looks of it, coming of age, um, guy goes home to dying parents kind of thing, it looks like. Yeah, I think it, it didn't – I mean, yeah, it wasn't the work of like – Somebody who's a master horror movie maker. No, yet. no, but but it's certainly there someone are really who good parts about it. Yeah, and someone who's sort of paid attention to yeah. what goes on in horror movies, how to how to structure a story, how to make a story, and the framing work. and all that stuff was really good. And mm. like the you know, I didn't notice a lot of like major issues in that those sorts of things. And there were some really kind of striking visual moments and stuff like that that mm. worked well. Yes, absolutely. So that's really cool. He has a good sense of those sorts of things. Yes. No, I think it was some other things could have used more setup. And <laughs> yeah. Well, like, like the world were, building probably yeah. needed a bit more work. There were definitely things that I felt like could have been used differently, but yeah, it was still great. Yes. It definitely the movie was definitely elevated by the presence of Emily Blunt. Like the fact that you know. Oh yeah. And they worked really well together too. I know. Um, a lot of couples, when they're like actual real life couples, tend to work really badly together on screen. But they were great. They were. They were fantastic. I mean, um, she is so. She's always really, really good. So I'm not totally surprised there. But they, um, they were able to do the good thing that sometimes when couples work together on screen that they do well, like the sort of physical ease with one another mm. and the way they move around each other and such, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they did that quite well. Like where she comes up when, when she's listening to music and she comes up to him and like just kind of comes up behind and hugs him. That mm. was a very like long-term couple type thing to do. That sort of yeah. move in the way of sort of being around each other. And they didn't have to be like flirty or anything. No. So I suppose that helped too. But they seemed – it did like come you, across that they felt like a real family. Yeah, you felt very settled. Yeah. Yeah. Which is good. Mm. Um, and the, the two kids also were good together. Yeah, and they had the, like, John Krasinski sort of brown curly hair. Yes. Like, they didn't look a lot like the parents, but they no, were sort of – but they, they kind of looked alike. Yeah, they, they looked, all three kids looked alike. Yeah, they looked like each other but not like the parents. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, have they gone for the brown curly hair because John Krasinski has brown curly hair? Yeah, but uh, their faces – I mean – No, the, the, but they look like Millicent, Millicent's face – Man, I'll get it eventually. Um, Millicent, I don't think I've read it like properly. So yeah, Millicent's face looks nothing like either of theirs. No. Um, but I think they cast her and then cast the brothers to look like her. Um, and they all do look alike. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, super. They, they, whenever they like all together, it was super cute. It worked really well. And like, yeah. the tension of the two kids trying to sort it out on their own and yeah. and making mistakes and stuff like that was really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
I liked the scene where the parents didn't know where they were and they're like, they're smart, they'll figure it out. I liked that too. Yeah. <laughs> that felt very real to me. Yes, it did. So, yeah, should we review this movie? Yes. I mean, um, rate it. My brain is so off today. I'm really struggling. I'm like, I, I think it's probably like, I kind of want to say three and a half stars because I had so much fun. Mm. Um, But yeah, like as the entire episode proves, there's lots of nits to pick in this movie. But I'm going to I mean, yeah, I feel like a, there's an awful lot of horror movies that you could do that with and it doesn't really ruin the overall effect of the no, movie for me. No, that's the thing. The sum is considerably greater than its parts. Yeah. So I would I was gonna go with three and a half as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I think if if it had been really tidy, mm. it would have been like a four four and a half stuff movie oh, for me. Like it because yeah. it just there's so much good stuff in it. Oh yeah. Um, there's those little untidy things kind of do bring it down a little bit just yeah. in terms of like because it's it just pulls you out and it's so immersive. Mm. So like when you're sitting there going. This doesn't make sense. It does yeah. kind of pull you. And it starts with something like that. Yeah. It starts with, well, but there's a reason for this kid to die. Yeah. And they keep talking about blaming each other and blaming themselves and who's to blame and nobody's to yeah. blame. And I'm like, but it's it's the, you know, it's this weirdly simple thing that nobody thinks of ever. They still don't think of it afterwards that somebody yeah. should have just been bringing it right. the back. Yeah, but like, I mean, that's what you do when you take – your kids to like the really safe mall like you do that with kids one of you like if you've got more than one adult with you you kind of like sh- herd them out one of them goes at the back one of them goes at, like it's just sort of i think not always like if you're in a really safe place kids do tend to trail behind sometimes and things yeah. like that um but and usually you try and keep like, an eye on them but in a group mixed group with children and, and adults usually like it'll almost self-select that one adult be further towards the front and one will be further towards the back. Yeah, it will. And and especially if you're in that situation and you're in an incredibly dangerous situation like that, I just don't understand why the smallest child would be left on his own so so much for yeah. so much of the time. Like it's just odd. And yes. it's it's just too – there's a lot of that stuff. It's just too convenient. And there's yeah. ways of doing the opening so that it still works just as well yeah. But then not total idiots about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's just – it's just such an obvious fix. Yeah. But, yeah. But it's it's one of those things that just throws – And she says, I could have carried him. And I was like, you could have just walked behind him. Yeah. You didn't need to carry him. You could have just – or put Reagan behind him even. Like, she's older than he is. Well, and, and yeah, the thing is if someone was behind him, they would have spotted that Reagan that- had given him the – um the toy well he took the batteries himself though so like and p- picked up the batteries so yeah, yeah. if yeah if some, somebody had stayed in the store or if somebody had been walking behind him they would have seen him start playing with putting it. Like, the batteries in even yeah. reagan would have seen him start playing with the yeah. toys so like there's a lot of ways you could have done it uh. that it wouldn't have happened that way the fact that exactly. the, the little four-year-old was trailing behind them in this dangerous situation is odd when it's mm-hmm. only the dad and the kid i completely get that he would want to go first or that they would separate at some like or they could get separated if yes. there's just two of them but yeah. there isn't there's five of them and three of them are like you know g- like grown enough to supervise a child actually even if there's only two of them i would put the kid first mm. i would have the kid walking in front yes because if you're behind then you can put them back on track if they get off track but also keep an eye on yeah, the surroundings. Yeah, you're less likely to lose them than um, if they're behind you. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially since they have to be silent all the time. So there's no way of vocally communicating so you'd think you'd want them to be yeah, – So you can grab them if you need to. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Anyway, I think I'll wrap up. 
Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find show notes or old episodes, you can find them on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to find us on social media, we're at screen underscore queens on Twitter, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens and tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com on Tumblr. I knew I'd seen that kid before. He was the kid in Suburbicon. Ah, yeah, right. The boy. Yeah, the name was familiar. Noah Dupe. It's quite um, an interesting name. Yes, but I, I just his face seemed familiar to mm. me. Yeah. And I'm, that's what it was from. Uh-huh. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.